I am on the way No matter the time of day I'm always getting paid Head turn a block burner Nah, I don't play Catch a play, catch a fade Glock throw away Turning his daily move Bitch, get out the way And give me room Cause I'm coming through Baby, what it do? AD in that ocean blue Sipping on the two Sideways and I'm looking good Gotta keep it true Getting money till I'm in the grave It ain't nothing new This one for the slab rider, swing wide, pop trunk. This one for the slab rider, swing wide, pop trunk. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? It's Pow Wow. And I'm still breaking boys off. You know what I'm saying? Shalom, balance, paradise, or back in the lab, one more again. Continuing the Houston series with a legend. As you can see, I've got with me none other than A.D. Green. 
OG Swisher House, H-Town Representative. We're going to go back to the future, past, present, and everything in between. Welcome, sibling. Hey, man. Glad to be here, man. Glad you had me. You know, it's going down, man. AD Green in the business with my boy, CFR News. Y'all know what it is. Let's get it. Definite, man. Definite. Well, again, honors for coming onto the broadcast. It's, um, as you know, I've been in this, this South and this H town for, for a minute, as they say, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's, a, it, it's, it's a privilege and it's an honor, uh, to have all of you guys on the broadcast to enlighten everybody of how this year started, man. So, you know, let, let, let's, you know, the formula, let's, let's go back. Let's go back before there was an AD green way. You know what I mean? Let, let's go back to like early childhood. Um, what part of, um, uh, Houston did you grow up in? I grew up in the North side of Houston, Texas, you know, uh, on the North side of Houston, Texas, you know, Houston is big, Texas is big, but down South period, you know, we wade in the Gulf. So by us being in the ghost, you got the whole uh, East Coast, West Coast, and, and then you got down south. So I'm going down south in the third coast, which is what they call it, in Houston, Texas, man. And uh, north side, me growing up on the north side of Houston, man, uh, I grew up uh, right behind one of the, the most notorious projects in Houston, in Acres Home. My community is Acres Home. Uh, it's a very big historical uh, uh, black community. And uh, just growing up, man, you know, in that environment, you know, we got everything, man, you know, so it's, it's more, uh, uh, you either, uh, you either, you either eat, you either be prey or you get preyed on, you know. You <laughs> yeah. Me growing up, me growing up, man, uh, uh, by, by, I had another sibling, my little brother. I had another. Can you see me, brother? Yeah, my yeah, you're back. Yeah, no problem. Uh, my other, my other's youngest brother, just me and him, you know, growing up with a single parent. Mama uh, did the best she could, man, you know, uh, with what she had, put us to school, and, and you know, she, did some, she had some great parenting skills. But, you know, when you were young, growing up, you want to venture out. You, you want to see, you know, mama can't hold you back from the streets forever. You know, so that's that's what uh, I was exposed to the culture, man, of how everything going, you know, in the hood, what we call it. Mm. Acres home 44. So uh, for those that don't know, man, 44 is uh, really started off a bus route. It's, it's really uh, started from a bus route. But now everybody call it Fofo, which is Acres Home, the biggest neighborhood in Houston. Okay. And next to Fifth Ward, but growing up, man, it was just a struggle, everyday struggle of, uh, you know, a black family, man. Uh, mama just trying to make ends meets and doing what the best she had, trying to keep us, uh, our children from being swallowed by the streets. Yes. All my, um, all my role models that I looked up to Growing up, sitting off the porch was was dope boys. Mm. They's the one. They the ones that had the flashy cars, the best girls. You know, so I always said, "Hey man, uh, when I grow up, I want to be like him." You know, 
what no, I wanna be like Mike or, or I wanna, you know, or whatever it is, because you know when you're coming out of the hood, you are you a product of the environment, so you basically uh you basically uh do with what you see, man. So those was my yeah. hero. No, I hear that. I hear that most definitely. I think, I think many people can identify with that. If you don't have, like, for instance, if, if MJ was from Acres Home and was visiting Acres Home and you could actually see that brother, you know what I'm talking about, and see the raw, he came from here and he's able to get, you know, that's inspiration. You can actually physically see someone out, out there. But when you haven't got many, you know, many potential role models, uh, it's very difficult, even if, as you say, you've got a, a, a good mother or good mother and father. It's so, so tempting. And with how, unfortunately, the way society is going, well, is and is going, violence and trouble is promoted versus really giving people an opportunity to say, who, do you, who, are, you, who are you, number one? Let's establish that. And let's grow that entity. And then what do you want to be? What makes you happy? You know, do you want to work for somebody? Or do you want to do for yourself? Right, right, exactly. And, you know, when you go into school, like, the schools that I, that I went to, like, growing up, you know, the education, you know, I'm for education. Don't get me wrong. And, and all the teachers are doing a wonderful job, especially, you know, in the pandemic. But when I was growing up, you know, you know, you you made good grades. You know, play you played school or whatever. But no one told you the more that you know, continue to uh, excel and, and get higher in your grade level. You know that uh, all the way into middle school, into high school. That hey, everything that you required or you learned that that that, that uh, these I can use this in today's uh, you know, society. So. What I'm saying is a lot of stuff that the teachers, the arithmetics and stuff that, mm -hmm. that they teach us is just, just tradition and it, it, it can't help us with everyday life as yes. far as like how we deal with, 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 with the system or, you know, that we face in the day. And, you know, even with, you know, with jobs, you get so much education and then before you know it, you get laid off. So mm. it's not really about that. It, it, the best knowledge is self-taught knowledge you know uh and experience experience i was just about to say that yes so that's that's just my view of how the school system is i try to teach my uh my nephews and, and nieces and everybody that, that i do come in contact with to try to you know challenge their mind to get them to you know really uh decipher and break down even a book or, mm -hmm. or even things you see in everyday the world that we live in and see what's going on, the lesson. So that's what it's about, man. The knowledge is the application. Wisdom is the experience. Three is the understanding. Already, sibling. So <laughs> There's some heavy teachings there, sibling. Will you get that? Um, Were you, <clears throat> you exposed to that via the 5% Nation? <laughs> man, listen. <laughs> being, being a part of the, uh, being exposed to the, uh, like you say, the five percent nation, man. You know, uh, I really went from Christianity being a Christian at first, man, and I and I and I love my Christian people. 
and, and, and all my people that are religion. But it's like, I went from learning that, and we'll get into that later, you know, I really ran into that in the penitentiary. But at first, I used to think them brothers was out their mind, you know? Just <laughs> <laughs> saying that they, 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 they God. And yeah. Everything that had to do with them uh, being the living, walking mathematics. Mm-hmm. So, but that has really freed my mind, freed my dome. And when I've introduced to the Five Percent Nation, it taught me how to think for myself. And it also taught me to do the mathematics on everything in life. Yes. If the math don't add up, then the, then the equation is something wrong with the equation. Mm. So that's how I live life now, man. I try to do the mathematics on everything and doing the facts. Because mm. it's, it's easy to tell me something. It's easy for me to uh, hear about something, but I need to see the facts. So that's what the, the shout out to my brothers in the nation, man. That, that's what really enlightened me, man. And taught me about this, this, this culture and, and the right understanding. So. True yeah. indeed. True indeed. We, we, we're, we're based upon that, that um, bombshell for me. I think we're going to have to most definitely on the conclusion of this year build, uh, most definitely arrange a secondary build to go all into that. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because that's a whole nother arena, man. But you yes. know, you always got to stay on your square at all times <laughs> uh, to, to, uh, to reach your full equality, right? So I stay on my square, man. But there's peace to you, son. Definite, man. Definite, definite. So, oh, yeah, for the record, too, brother. Yeah, it is some, some, uh, some culturally uh, educated uh, uh, people that, that have, 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 came into the lighting down south, man, of this knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. For those who don't know, man, but yeah, down this way, man. Cause you know, we started up north. Exactly. There's some brothers down south, especially in Houston, man, that have seek knowledge, wisdom, and understanding and standing on a 360 degree cipher at all the time. Mm-hmm. I just want to add that enough. Definitely. And let me, <clears throat> let me put the capstone on that and then even um, elevate that to the 720. Okay. You know, so, we're, we're, we're in Acres home, we're growing up. You got, you got a sibling, single parent, streets are calling. You're doing your, you're doing your, your education thing in the fooling system. And um, what was in the realms of education and stuff, was you into the books or was sport something that you expelled in, excelled in, I should say? Well, you know, me just being, uh, and I know for every race, but for me being a black man, man, you know, it was really in my nature to be real, very athletic mm-hmm. and to uh, play sports. You know, you watched it growing up, you played it in the streets. So, you know, it was really in my nature, man, to uh, be athletic and do those things. But uh, I also found another love as well, uh, you know, because in school, I, I read the books, but, you know, we younger, man. You know, we we real fast, man. And so we were going to chase the girls and all that. But uh, <laughs> I, I found my love also, man, in theater arts. And it's crazy how that happened because I didn't really want to uh, get into that type of stuff. But I had to participate in the curr- curricular activities. And then I, felt, I fell in love, man. I found a new love. 
And when I got in theater arts, it really exposed me more to the culture of hip hop. And, mm. and I was like, okay, I can do this. I can perform in front of the crowds of people and, and I can get applauded. You know, and so that, that, that felt so good. So me being in theater arts exposed me to uh, another, uh, another element, which is hip hop in the culture, man, and I just embraced it because I was already culturally inclined growing up. You know, we, we had other uh, artists at the time. You know, I'm kind of throwback. We had other uh, artists like Snoop Dogg, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Ray, shout out to the West Coast, and uh, Ice Cube. Yeah. And, you know, and, and where I'm from, Scarface. So. Of course. Brad when Jordan. In, right, Brad Jordan. So when I got involved with uh, Theater Arts, man, I just really opened up a whole nother world to myself and I embraced it. And that's when I went on my journey to start doing hip hop. So when you talk about the, um, the, th the, the theater uh, activities, did that spark the expression element of it or, and the creativity side? I want, I want to say both. Okay. The, the, the creativity, definitely. And then just, you know, it's just trying to, uh, get, you know, get that energy that you receive from uh, from an audience that just feel, it feel good to, to be appreciated when you're on the stage. So then you find, then you, then you, then you tell yourself like, oh man, this one I might, this, this is what I'm supposed to be doing because mm. it's fiction. Well, it's like, you know, you were built for this to do this, to reach people, to, uh, uh, to spark emotion and you know everything you do same way like you know about pop that's that's how pop came in the game he started doing theater theater arts and, and, and learn how to do poetry and expression like you said mm. so that expression is what really brings the best out of you because there's so much inside of you that you think that the world deserves to hear so you releasing all your emotion you releasing all this expression of of how you want your art to be to be perceived. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah, most definitely, man. So you we we got into some of the we got into Snoop, we got into to Dre, Cube, Scarface. So what 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 was we what else was we listening to at, at this kind of time? Uh, ask the question again. What other things, what other um, artists were you listening to around oh. this period? Man, some of my uh, most influential artists at the time, I have to say, like I said earlier, Scarface, uh, the Ghetto Boys. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in that era, you still had NWA. But in that era, it was more psychopathic rap. So... And then I had started learning of, of who Tupac was. Okay. So that same in that same era, and you know they got some other stuff uh, also in the you know in the, in the down south culture, the H town culture. I got exposed to what they call screw music, man. Mm -hmm. and, and and I remember that like I'm talking about like I was just stuck in the in the trends when I first heard it. Yeah. And. It's crazy because, uh, like you say, all those other artists inspired me to listen to uh, other artists at the time. They had like the little uh, 
music hubs you can go to and, and listen and play everybody's uh music. So yes. you want to hear underground artists like uh, uh 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 what's the guy's name? Um, uh, you don't really hear about him a lot. Uh, Criminal Element. Oh yes, yes. Uh, point blanks. Blank. Uh, yeah. Reckless Clan. All of those, those fine ears, man. Uh, three, two. Rice Paradise. PSA thirteen. Yeah, R.I.P. Man, that's mm. my man. What up? So when I came across that, and then I remember vividly, like I was listening to the radio back then. This is before uh, Master P around Master P or Body Body. Okay, okay, and that's like ninety five ish, I guess ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, yeah. And I can remember they had a DJ that was on the radio named DJ Screw. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he gonna play a Screw song of the day, you know? So when I caught that, and I got a long, uh, I got a, uh, I got a hold of that. It was like I was always looking forward to doing it. I started liking that slow down music. They call it reverb. Where y'all from? I think. But no, 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 no. That's some new age shit, sibling. It's screw. Oh, okay, okay. Screw did that. That's right. When I got a hold to the, to the screw music, man, it's like I can't explain this feeling because I even wanted my little Walkman. Everything that I played now, I had to kind of like rig it up. <laughs> rig my Walkman to kind of like slow my music down now. <laughs> it was crazy, man. So that culture right there. Shout out to uh, SUC, man. Shout out to Lil Kiki, because I remember one of the first CDs that I ever played from school was three in the morning with Lil Kiki on them. Yes, man. yes, yes. That was the very first, my very first introduction was indeed at three in the morning. I think I actually had the part two rather than the part one. Um, but yeah, my hooked sibling. That's what sparked me, man, uh, listening to them. That just took me to a whole level of wanting to be a rapper now. So I started, you know, wanting to do music. Mm. I, I can remember on Sundays, Saturdays and Sundays when the weekend, I would get my little other sibling, my brother, and we would play uh, Ice Cube and Scarface until we couldn't play it no more. Well, he had to be Cube and I had to rap Scarface part. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We would rehearse, and if, and if he messed up uh, cue verse, I would have to lay hands on him. You know, you know how to do it. <laughs> so it became an art, man. It became like like a skill, like you say, and wanted to express it. So that's that's what happened, man. That's that's what influenced me, man, to doing music. Okay, okay. So, so all right then, still staying on that that side. Who would you who would you say like I, I, when I when I ask this question, one of the first people who jump into my mind is is Gangsta Nip, and Gangsta Nip says that Ice T is his idol. So in that respect, who is your musical idol of sorts, or there could be multiple? Man, I have like my favorite top. I give you a top five, I guess, man, but. Man, hands up, hands, hands up, hands down, man. And I got to give it to Tupac, man. Yeah. So, uh, very lyrical, very uh, emotional. That can mm. touch your soul with his lyrics. Yeah. Uh, storyteller. Uh, you know, just everything about Pac. 
you know, uh, also played another influence to me wanting to continue to do the, the music. And you know, and then he, he introduced it, this 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 culture movement in his in his lyrics to really tell us, you know, hey, it's all right to be from the projects, or it's all right to be out the hood, or you know, to embrace your blackness, you know. So he really was putting it out there a whole lot, man. You know, and then he come back, he was raised by a black panther mm-hmm. uh, uh, so he he was already militant, and then you can hear it in his lyrics. Also, uh. I have to say, uh, I like Nas, man. Nas, yeah. Nas, one of my favorite artists too, man. You know, uh, before I even got enlightened to the Five Percent Nation, man, he was always spitting some knowledge and some lyrical stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I like Nas. Uh, my third, one of my favorites. You know, I got to give it up to Scarface, man. Yeah. Uh, South Face was, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty heavy, man. You know, just putting this H Town coach out there, his third coach. Mm-hmm. coach. And uh, I got to say this, man, it took me a long time because at first I didn't kind of like the guy's music, man. But, you know, my number four got to be Jay-Z. And uh, because, you know, Jay, Jay uh, you can't deny swag, man. You can't deny how he put lyrics together and just come yeah. in front of the I'm going to surprise everybody with, with my comment now. <clears throat> the only Jay-Z track that I, I have in my collection is the tribute that he did to um, Aaliyah. Outside of that, I don't, I don't mess with Jay Z. I think oh, okay. he's very talented. I think he's right, a right. very talented brother, um, right. but I'm just not feeling him. Right, 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 right. We all have our opinion, man. You know, so you know, we. This is why we're music critics. Yes. You know, this is why we're able to give our opinion on everything. Everybody's not going to agree. You know, it's going to be some artists that that you might like. That another person don't like, so you know I understand that. Uh, but my my fifth one, I have to say, got to give it up to Big too, man. Big definitely heavyweight. Rising Paradise, Christopher Wallace, Rising Paradise for Tupac as well. Yeah, um, I think the the only reason I I couldn't put Big on 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 a on on the like the top five kind of thing is because the the body of work he hasn't got the body of work. Exactly. Um, Exactly. That's how I judge it too. That's how I view it. I I, I move off of I, I gotta calculate everything. How much songwriting did he do? Yeah. How many uh, albums did he do? The statistics. Mm. Overall artists, you gotta see like his body of work, like you say. So I, I move off the stats, man. But yeah. Definitely. You see, it, it's I couldn't even narrow it down to a, a, a five. It, it's it'd be, have to be like a top 30 or something because there's just so many names. Oh, man. So many off my list that I didn't mention, man. But I have a long list, too. Definitely. That I listen to, man. So, okay, okay. So we're doing the theater, the theater stuff. You know, we're expressing, we're creating. You know, we're going bar for bar with the little sibling. Um, what's, what was the, the first time what was the first opportunity or the first time you actually put something out? Was it, was this straight with Swisher house or was you doing something prior? Well, uh, my first actual song did come with Swisher house and it's crazy how I met Michael Watts you know, and everything, you know, uh, you know, shout out to my, my whole Swisher house family, man. Uh, Michael Watts, G dash, uh, Ron C, 
Uh, you know, and all the uh, the pioneers, man, Slim Thug, Mario, Straight Out, Big Tiger, uh, Big Pig, mm-hmm. you know, Archie Lee, Fifty Fifty Twin, yeah. uh, you know, and, you know, Al Bowden. I said the Mario, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anybody that I left out, man, y'all know who y'all is, man. Uh, thank y'all for man for you know, being a part of this movement with me. Oh yeah, I gotta give a shout out to Magno too. That's a little brother that came later yeah, in yeah. like that. But yeah, man, uh when I got introduced to them, it was crazy because you know, like back then you did like local team parties, right? Mm-hmm. And this is coming out of high school. We still was in high school. And back then, the same way they do uh East Coast freestyling, we was in a circle. A circle of, of you know, people and and y'all moved off of energy. Yeah, like a, a, a cipher. Cipher, that's exactly what it was. Uh, yeah. about it. So, the 360 cipher, and we're moving off energy. No mics now. Mm-hmm. You, now, whoever jump off the next floor or the next line, it moves around like that. So, yes. if you got dope lyrics, then you probably, you pretty much gonna steal the show, you know? So, <laughs> when it came to me, that's what I like too. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Bone Thugs. I used to want to be like Bone Thugs too. I used to rap fast back in the game. A lot of people don't know that. Man, have you got anything when you when you spitting hella fast like that? Yeah, the rapid flow back then, man. I I used to. That's really what kind of like started me to rapping too, because I used to rap fast before I actually learned how to freestyle. But well, it was still a freestyle. But you know, you just put words together like. My brother is weapon and step in the cabinet, yeah. you know, yeah. anything like that. But when it actually came to, hey, you got to finish balls in a rhythm type, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was different. So my flow was kind of like extemporaneous. I had to switch over to the fast, rapid flow to like the slow, screw mm. flow because you got to understand that I got influenced by screw. So I wanted to kind of like be like those guys, but try to take it to a different level. Yes. So that's how I introduced when uh when I met Michael Watts, man. Basically, we used to rap in crowds, and, and I got picked out of the, neighbor, the neighborhood. Whoever went hard, the best out of your neighborhood, you got you got picked. So Michael Watts noticed me, and they and they called me to the stage, pretty much like, hey, yo, this dude is dope. This dude, we want to hear you. Want to hear you rap your your neighborhood. So that's what happened, man. The rest is history. Uh, wow. how I met and, and I wrecked, I wrecked the flow that day, that night. And Mike Watts told me to come by his house and end up uh, going over his house. And, and there it was, man. I fell in love because when you actually hearing yourself on wax, <laughs> and then not only actually hearing myself, I was screwed, man. So I said, oh, I want some more of this. <laughs> you know, so that's how it was, man. The rest was history, man, and we started doing some big things together, man. Definitely. So, so, so let's let's keep let's stick on that point. And so, at this point, um, when you was do, you was doing your local freestyle cipher thing, was Swisher House already formed, or was it forming at this point? Yeah, it was already uh forming. You had like the uh, the originals that was double a little before me. I'm original. But you still had like some of the first ones who, who was at the Switch House, uh, uh, Archie Lee, Luster Roy, 
With Leicester, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, big Tiger. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, big Pete. Slim Thug, Mario. I think Mario was before them too. Mario brought Slim Thug to switch eyes. So, uh, all those guys was before me, man. So it's like I was able to hear their music too. So they they really influenced me, cause I can remember riding on a bus and I'm hearing a, a Swisher tape, a Swisher House tape, and it's Lil Mario freestyle. <laughs> oh, so. When I actually was able to link up with them guys at STEM, I was already fans and they didn't know it. Mm. And also, also, I had two cousins over to Swisher Highs too. Big Tiger and uh, Big Pick with my actual blood cousins. Right. Are you okay? Okay. Real, that blood fam. Right, right, right. Okay. You know, maybe it runs in the family, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, for sure, man. For sure, it must, man. That triune, that triune energy, you know what I'm saying? So, so for me, the first release that I, um, that I stumbled across was The Day Hell Broke Loose. Oh, man. Right. You really did your research, huh? <laughs> that, that was the first one. I got, I got two. I got the um, regular CD and I got the screwed C- CD or slow CD. Because technically, if right. Screw didn't do it, it's not screwed, is it? Right, right. Michael Watts just took Screw music to another level. Exactly. So we're going to play homage to, you know, SUC and Screw, Love Click, RIP, DJ Screw. And uh, what, them did, what, them, what them guys did was phenomenal. And we basically, uh, we, we saw their movement and we were fans of their music and we basically kept the culture going and was able to, I ain't gonna say emulate, but take their, their level of, uh, of, of greatness to another level of greatness. See what yeah. I'm saying? So I that's think... what we create our own little sound, our own little style, man. So. Definite, definite. I mean, being, you know, across the, the waters, I had no idea how different North and South was in the rivalry. So to me, you know, Swisher House, it was like, I, I actually thought that y'all were connected. So like Screw was for the South and then Swisher House was just for the North, but all y'all was like linked and was regent and knew each other and stuff. But, you know, it was clearly a different thing. But from, again, from, from my eyes, Screw was the foundation, and, and Michael Watts built the, the Swisher House on top of the foundation. Right, right. He took it to a whole other level, man. And uh, somebody had to keep the culture going. You know, you had other DJs was doing Screw too, but Michael Watts really just uh, uh, Screw handed him the baton. You know, when he you know he passed, man. R.I.P. Screw. But uh, mm. we keeping the culture going, man, and that's what Watts did, man. Michael Watts did that. Brought a uh, 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 took his level of uh, his, his talent with the screw and the chopping and the you know chopping. For for me, the the major difference for me was the chopping. I knew screw as a slow down. Right. And then right. when I got to Swisher House, he was bringing it back. He was chopping it. You know, OG Ron C with that fuck action. You know, what I'm talking about a sibling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what y'all missing, man. Y'all don't know about a uh book ass tape, man. <laughs> Yo, man. Ron C did his thing. Shout out to OG Ron C too, man, for 
Cause boy, he made some history with them, with them, uh, with them CDs and tapes. Those yeah. was our great tape days as well. You know, school them had their great tape. We had our great tapes too, and those was classics, man. So, yeah. So okay then. So did was it what did the same kind of opportunity arise in regards to okay i'm gonna go to michael watts's house and i want my own personal screw tape well watts tape yeah uh watts pretty much did things in season he uh he would drop one tape and you know he would come around and drop another tape he, he would back door and keep dropping tapes but it was a season and it became collections for him like for instance you had your uh you had your before the capitals, you know, we would always uh do 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 music around that time. That was mm -hmm. a real popular beach party. And so everybody knew that around the capital time, you know, he better go get you your Michael Watts DJ you get yeah. Michael Watts. You know, he gonna have some some bangers on that before the capitals and after the capital. After the capital, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey sibling, sibling, you know, from just hearing seeing those titles and bumping that music, I wanted to come to the capper. You heard? <laughs> oh yeah, man. Those were the days. You hear me? Yeah, those were the days, man. And uh, very uh, epic historical moments of time, man. Because we, the 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 culture of what H time was about, what Texas was about. If you came to that beach party, you would see it. All the fly rides, all of the bad girls. You know how our gals is, man. Oh yeah, already. <laughs> player made, uh, you know, uh, our whole little swag, man, our whole little culture was at that beach party, man. So definitely, man, uh, that was an epic moment, man, the time. The cap, the photo cap, and all your north side tens and north side nines, all the way from north side one. You know, yes, uh, yes, yes, you're bringing it back. Yes, yes. Yo, classics, classics. Straight classics. I don't think, I mean, I mean, you know, I know things change, growth and development and all that kind of there, but yeah, no, for the culture and for the experience that everyone's gone through, I really, you know, I'm very trustful um, that some kind of major collaboration takes place, like a, you know, like a 713 movement again, but just with everybody on that there, you know, laying it down, triple CD kind of flex, you know what I mean? Obviously, CDs, the, the whole music game is a lot different now. It's all digital and shit, but you know what I'm talking about? I think that would just be, that That would be the, that would be the thing, man. Well, you know what they say, man, history always repeats itself, man. So that would be a beautiful, just a beautiful thing to bring that back. And uh, you got a lot of artists, man, in the city. Uh, I want to speak on that too, uh, but, uh, I, I believe, like, for us, like, going back with that North and South stuff real briefly, mm -hmm. I think when Slim Thug and uh, ESG was able to get on that song, man, that bridged the gap. Braids and, and fades. Right, braids and fades. And that's when H-Time really, like, got off the bull. You know what I'm saying? It just started coming together and was like, okay, man, we, we can't deny them, so yeah, mighty well, we can't beat them, we got to join them. So, and, and me being from the North side, man, it'd be a rough side, you know, with uh, Around that era, man, that's when really everything just probably kind of started dying down around that time. But uh, definitely a lot of those artists is working together now. You know, uh, not as like they should be, but mm -hmm. like I said, I, you know, uh, 
that's the biggest problem we have in, in, in Houston as a whole. A lot of our artists don't support each other. You know, it's, it's about who, who's doing the most and they want the light. They don't want to let the next person in to take the life from them instead of all us having the light. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody can't be the orange juice. Everybody can't be the glass. And everybody can't be the ice. But guess what? At the end of the day, we all play an element. And if all those elements come together, we have a, a, a tasty, quenched thirst of orange juice. You see what I'm saying? Or something to drink. That's my whole point of bringing it up. So... Artists can come together, man, and start supporting each other and stop. Well, he got this problem with him, or he got this problem here, or he he's just jealous, or he's he scared he's going to outshine him. That's not how it go, man. So that's what we're dealing with down this way, man. A lot of artists don't want to give the other uh, artists uh, the opportunity to give them the light. Mm. I shine him and run off with the, with the guitar, man. I guess I guess a part of that is ego, as you say, you know, is he gonna come on the track and just merk me off on the thing, you know, with with the bars and all that there. And right. I I think I think as you say, it's some people are like they're jealous kings. They don't wanna take any jewels out of their crown and pass it on to nobody else. You know what I'm talking about? Right. You know. Right. I wanna say competition. There's nothing wrong with good good competition in sport. But also, man, teamwork is teamwork makes the dream work. You know, we all uh, bring the next the next one up. You know, he might put on and keep it going, you know, and then the next one and the next one and the next one. See, that's how you got other cities, man. I got to give us, you know, uh, respect to Atlanta. A lot of them, man, they they come together, man, and they and they keep it hot. That's why they continue to troll in the game right now today. Cause cause those guys, man, they they they, they like to. To work with each other, man. You know, I wish that my city worked work a little more with each other, man. Yeah, I think the, the, the bigger picture, <clears throat> excuse me, as you were saying, the bigger picture is cross-fertilization of, of, um, of audiences. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, you've got, you, uh, each one has a core of audiences and some may not have even known about the other artists. You know, as soon as you do that collab, it's like, oh, let me check out his catalog. Let me go on the old Spotify or the damn iTunes, whatever you're using, and let me see. Let me check him out. That, right, that, right. That, that gets your plays going. That that potentially may get you a new fan, and vice versa. I think people are, are, are scared of success, true success. They think what they're having now is success, but as you say, if there, if it was that each one teach twelve mantra, then um you would see like uh, like a, a Wu-Tang kind of thing coming on, a No Limit yeah. kind of thing coming on, you know what I mean? A, yeah. a Rapalot yeah. Mafia kind of thing coming along where everyone's doing their, playing their part, playing their position, featuring, doing a little song, and everybody's eating. MC tried to say it the best, man. Knocking those down, man. Yeah. Y'all come together, you know how much paper we can see. That's what I'm about, man. When I When I... Put my foot back in the door. I'm gonna bring a lot of unity together, man, and do it the way it's supposed to be done. Uh, do it the way it's supposed to be done, man. Definitely, man. Rising Paradise, Chad Butler, Pim C, man. Right, man. All right, Peter Pimp, man. You got so many legends, man. So many legends that have transitioned from from that great state of Texas. So yeah. many. Exactly, man. Exactly. It's been a uh, it's been a beautiful. Uh, 
experience, man, to be a part of it. Just to be a part and watch everything uh, unfold. Mm, yeah, man. So okay. So let's 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 get back to the, to, to that in, inception part. You know, you you merked off the thing. You came on the stage. Watchers like, yo, come on then, sibling. Let's come come back to the house. You know, you laid the thing down. You screwed. You was like, yay. Okay, I need to put some more work in. So what was the? Give us give us like paint us a vivid picture as you already do in sibling. How was that? What was it like? Like you know, recording with um, Mario, with Slim Togger, and and the rest of them. Oh man, around that time, man, it, it was a beautiful feeling because we were up and young, up and coming artists. So everybody worked harder, and, and it was a, uh, it was a whole lot of um love, man, and it was real genuine around that time, and. When we get when we got to uh, moving around and, and doing shows and, and then we hearing people who actually knew our lyrics or, or you know sometimes I when I go somewhere I, I hear my verse somebody's rapping my verse it's like oh yeah they really fans you know so around that time man it was a beautiful thing the game was good and we got so much love Texas. I can describe all the cities in Texas. It was so much love, support, even up up top. You know, even um, even all the way from your your down south, uh, your Alanas, your your your, um, your Alabamas, your Arkansas, mm. and, and then the West Coast got on us later. But it was so much love though, man, around that time, and to actually just know those brothers and watch them grow and they watch you grow, mm. it was a beautiful thing. And uh, egos really wasn't in the way just yet, because y'all you gotta understand we were still young, we was kids, not not knowing the business or nothing like that. So everybody was just trying to establish themselves, man. And uh around the time, you, you know, Slim was like kind of like the leader in our group, you know. So that was a beautiful thing to do a lot of tours and a lot of shows with him, man, to get it to be able to be uh on stage and getting ready to open up for Lil Wayne, the masterpiece. You know, to be in the you know the dressing rooms with all those type of artists, man. It's like really, you know, you know, knocking at the door. We're here. Yes, you know? definitely. And of course, you know, everything that come with that, man. The fast life, the uh, the women, you know, uh, the fame, man. I guess mm -hmm. I want to say the fame that you start getting, you know. But uh, gotta be careful, man. With that, the fame, the fame will take you pretty fast. Yes. You're a youngster. I, I got in the game when I was young. So You're a teenager, right? Yeah, I got in the game and when I started rapping with Swiss Highs and I was like 18, 17, 18. So you give a little youngster a little couple of dollars, you know, you don't know how to act. So I you yeah. know <laughs> But I actually was doing other street activities as well, but it's nothing like when you started getting that type of exposure right there to take you over, man. I bet, man. Was you, I guess, I guess, okay, locally then. So you, you've linked up with, with uh, Swisher House. You, you're going on tour and all that there. Um, so locally in, in, in your city, in your neighborhoods, was everybody recognizing that everyone was like bumping your, you know, bumping the thing and... Oh, yeah. Most definitely, man. Everybody's CD deck was playing us, man. I was <laughs> from north to the south. 
you're going to hear that swisher highs. You're going to hear that bang in the trunk, man. You're going to hear the slaps playing that swisher highs, you know. That was just how it was, man. And uh, like I said, it feel really good to know that somebody's actually playing your song or actually know your lyrics to be supportive of that, you know. That was the uh, the time that we were out the trunk selling CDs, you know, before the digital world came. Mm. Uh, putting it in stores and stuff like that. You had to be on the grind. And we really was grinding, man. So hard work paid off. And, you know, that's that's what it, what it was, man. We put ourselves out there and was making good quality music. So got can, you, can you just go into some detail for the for the, for the, the millennials and stuff, sibling? Because, you know, they're only used to, like, clicking on something and, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's how they know. So can you just give us, again, paint that vivid picture? You're talking about slanging shit directly at the Tridonk. Right. <laughs> to y'all youngsters, it's out there, man. Uh, back then, when we had what we call the out the trunk era, out the trunk meaning that you're gonna go like rock for rock with your product, your CD, and it was up for you to distribute your own music. So that's what we did. We basically went around all the hot spots. And, and passed out our CDs, man, and eventually people started paying us for our CD because you got a good product that's good enough, somebody gonna pay for it. And also you being a, a good salesman, so it really helped me because I was a very good salesman. So out the Trump era, man, is when you had to put your music in the stores, uh, you had to distribute and promote yourself as an artist. They didn't have no Spotify's, they didn't have no, uh, no apples or none of that, uh, uh, distro keys or none of that, man. So that era right there is when you call it, you had to go out and get it. And, and we went from city to city, from your city to another city, to different states, and to just moving and just passing out your flies and you know promoting your brand, passing your CDs out, like, hey, this is us right here. And getting good feedback to, hey, I want another one of them, or I want, you know what I mean? So that's what we did, man. We was on feet. We was foot soldiers, man. Mm. Promoting our, our, our sound, man. So that was that era right there. Definitely. Hey, hey, um, have you got any crazy or interesting situations when you was out there at doing the at the trunk thing? Uh, yeah, I guess so, man. Uh, Hold on, if you can, you can't. Let me take you with me real quick. Yeah, man. Oh uh, yeah, man. Around that time, one of some crazy episodes is when I was uh, I done. I, I remember some females, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember some females, and I remember some females, and they were so wild, that they were just happy just to. I have my CD because they know they've been hearing about my music. So for them to, so for them to actually know that uh, that that was me, they wanted me to sign that, that chest and all type of stuff, man. So, <laughs> you know, that era, that was crazy, man. You had a lot of wild fans, man, and they were just happy to just be, to get to know you or be a part of you, man. So. So how did that make you feel? Did that make you feel like you, you know, you, you, you like you're a, not like you're a superstar, but you're like, yeah, 
I'm, I'm, you know, they're, they're seeing me, they're feeling me, look, they want me to draw on their body and thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, that was, that was, uh, that felt real good, you know, like, what, you want me to sign your boots? So, All right, man, I'm going to sign So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we was wild and out, man, you know, we were having fun back then, man. Okay, okay. So with the with the success of of of, of Swisher House, um, how did you actually put out any solo projects with Swisher House, or was it all just the uh, the mixes? Uh, yeah, I put uh, a lot of mixtapes, man. I'm on a lot of classics. I'm on a lot of classic mixtapes, but uh, all the way I can name so many, man. But I'm also on some compilation albums of Swisher House. One of our first projects that you mentioned was uh. Hell broke loose. Yes. Oh, that was dope. Bro. I'm on like the first project with that. And uh I'm on uh another another compilation album with Archie Lee. And uh he had just dropped Mr. Master Archie Lee. And I'm also I'm on uh Big Tiger's project. Yeah. I don't know if you Big Tiger. Yeah, I, I know. Uh What's the, another project, man? There's so many, man. Oh, uh, I never got to drop a solo yet, but I did branch out and started doing my own solo projects. Okay. You know, real though. Was, you know what I mean? Was was that under a, a totally different your own label? Then I take it. Right, right. My own label, my own project. Okay, okay. So, so, so break that down. So. We, was it a, a frustration kind of thing, or was it a case of, you know, I've done the Switcher House thing, you know, I've grown as a person, I've grown as an artist, I want to try and do for self now? Well, what pretty much made us branch out, Slim left first, right? Slim Thug left first. He did Boss Hog. And we started seeing that, hey, if he can do his, then we can probably uh, hold our own and start doing ours. And then, you know, uh, Chameleonaire and uh, Power Wild and all of them uh, start doing theirs too. So, color changing click. Yeah, shout out to Power Wild and, and, and Chameleonaire. And, you know, we formed me, Big Tiger, and Big Pick formed our little, our little record label, what was called Run Your Mind. So, everybody. <laughs> broke up in little groups. And then me and Pete started, you know, we did our own thing called Big Ball and Records. So that's what it really what it was, man. Uh, everybody just wanted to be their own uh, boss, learning how to, you know, to navigate and try to be, hey, okay, we did this here. We always gonna be switching eyes. Mm -hmm. We try to um, provide for us more. You know? We can make a little, you know, be our own bosses, receive a little more revenue. Right. Right. Was man, it wasn't nothing against you know. We had our differences, you know, whatever, man. But uh, at the end of the day, man, you know, them still my them still my family, man. I consider them family. Shout out to all of them that was part of that movement. But uh, that's basically what it was, man. You just trying to see that you, hey, you can do your own solo thing, or you know, uh, you can be your own label. You can you can be independent and have ownership of your own. So that's mm -hmm. the reason to figure it out. Slim was the first to do it though. PJ Slim, uh, yeah. yeah, man, and then didn't, didn't Slim and um, ESG do that little collabo? 
album. Yeah, they had that little collab too. They had that little thing going on as well. You know, uh, Slim I always been established artist by on his own though. So, but yeah, man. Uh, do you think he's? Do you think Slim Thug is would um is one of the most successful artists from Swisher House? Oh yeah, no doubt. He very he very one of the ones who really just put us out there and hunting and. and like I said, man, he was kind of, if I could say he was like our, kind of like our, our leader. Mm. But I ain't going to say, like, he was a good guy, but I'm saying, like, the one of the ones that stood out. You know, everybody was leaders, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he had, like, more, uh, they, they, he was more recognized about the house, so. Well, he was, he, he's the, two, was he the tallest one? Because from, from what I saw in yeah. the video. <laughs> and then you got to understand, man. I didn't, re- I didn't really write none of those. All those mixtapes when I was a time, I didn't write that. So that's what made it so much extra special for me, man. Because yeah, uh, some of those guys was writing, but I was just, you know, me. I know me, Big T- Big Pit, Big Tiger, you know, and Lego. And th- we was freestyling most of that stuff, man. So when I actually started picking the pen up and writing, is when it became magic too, you know. Did you, okay, okay then. So. The difference between the freestyle and picking the pen up and actually formatting, well, what would you, what what do you enjoy more? Oh, most definitely, man. Uh, I think I enjoy, I think I enjoy writing more now, man, because I can yeah. really express myself. But I can express myself on the freestyle as well, because mm-hmm. you got to be real talented to do that, to, to come up with words off the top of your head. But, uh, Give me a little time and sit back and think, are you in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I lyrics do now. So definitely. It's about it's about telling a story, man. Everyone's got a story to tell. Um, unfortunately, especially within this uh, 2020 microwave society you're in, no one wants <laughs> to tell their story, do they? They wanna they wanna give a you know, uh, put the mask on and show a totally different story to what they well, you know, what their life is, what they've been through. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to show no individuality and stick out kind of, you know, it's just like this formula. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Everybody's just trying to, like you said, trying to, uh, I guess, uh, just want to make music sound good, just putting words together, you know. It's about the trend, the style, the swag, you know what I mean, man, so. Now, I got some good artists that I like that's in the game right now, though, man, that, uh, that's, that's young, up and, like, say, microwave-age artists. Okay, drop them, drop them, because, you see, I, I, you know, I only do old school. I'm old school, like, Shelto Adida sure. sibling, you know what I'm talking about? If, if, if it's past maybe 20... <sighs> if I haven't got it on CD, pull it that way. If I haven't got it on CD, uh, and the last CD I bought was maybe in, in 2010 or something like that. I ain't bumping your mic. <laughs> right. Okay, so you 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 kinda like you old school like me, you wanna hear the old song. Yeah, man. That classic man, that golden era sounds. Yeah, you wanna hear the era music, so I don't understand, man. Uh basically, man, I'm still stuck too. I like to hear that old song too, so don't get me wrong. Uh but my new artist that I, I say that I actually like listening to. Mm-hmm. I like Little baby, man, that little youngster right there got something. He's live. Okay, no, all right then, because another sibling from Seattle 
put me onto one of his tracks and I thought, yeah, I, you know, I saw the video and all that shit as well. And I thought, yeah, man. Okay. And yeah. he's, 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 where is he from? He's from Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. He's probably the hardest little youngsters in the game right now. And uh, I like a lot of his music, man. He said he's, he's again he, from what I saw, it's only one track I've heard and it's seen the video too. He was he was telling a story, man, and I love stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I don't like just the, the the me, 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 or just the stupid, stupid, you know what I mean? Just it's just words. You might as well be Charlie Brown's teacher on the thing on a dope ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Shit done yep. unchanged, man. Sit done changed. But I, I do appreciate that, you know, there is production wise, I think the production has gotten very, very good in certain um for certain artists. But it's it's just the content. Content and delivery is is just very much lacking currently, um, which is disappointing. But you know, what I don't like, most people will like, you know, especially if they're young and stuff. You know, you know what I mean? And until they they're exposed to, you know, as I say, that golden era, my that golden era when when music, even the sound, how rich the music and the production was. Right, 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 right. That's crazy how the music turns too. Play the golden era, and you gotta, you gotta. I, what I learned, right? You can be original. It's nothing wrong. Stay original. Mm-hmm. But also, got to know how to adapt. Yes. Have your own sound, but but adapt with the culture. So that's that's basically what I've been trying to do, trying to find my uh my niche, mm. and, and continue to be original, but also have a little what they call it, a little drip. <laughs> <laughs> that drip, I'm hearing it, man. That's fifty fifty twin shit, man. Yeah, they have that little, that little drip, man. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to bring to the game. Yeah, man. As you say, update, growth, and development. You know, I, I think it would be you would as an artist, you'd be a fool to to remain exactly the same. You can't compromise. You know, the 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 the, the character, but you definitely got to update and come with a you know a different kind of flavor. I mean, we remember. Let's go back to '93. Okay. Run DMC. Remember when they came out? 93 with that, that um, Down With The King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. That was, and was that like not totally different to what Run DMC was coming with? Yeah, that was, uh, they weren't ready for that. They so, was not ready. <laughs> yeah. And that was pretty, it was pretty dope as well still. So, yeah, the, the hip-hop culture do that, man. It's like, it's always uh, room to uh, bring something new and trendy, man. Uh, some unique. That's what that's what's so beautiful about hip hop. And you can take somebody else's style and just elevate it and take it to another level. Definitely, so, definitely. I don't know. We need some lyricists like yes. you know, just hoes. Uh, we need some old Tupac's. Uh, I, well, sibling, sibling, you already know we ain't getting another puck when they stole uh, puck. From yeah, this earth, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. There's nothing. The closest, the closest we got to Park is 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 um, is Scarface, and he's just not producing the the, the contents anymore as as frequently as we would like. Yeah, I know it, man. Times changing, like that's why Nas was like, "Hip hop is dead." You know? Yeah. But 
I'm gonna keep the culture going, man, and, and hopefully these artists continue to be on these movements, so we can keep the culture going, man. Are you doing it, sibling? You doing it now? I mean, like, what you you've got something currently out? Talk, let's talk about that. Okay, yo. I, like I said, man, oh, we've been doing a bunch of projects since I've been home or whatever. So far, man, oh, got the money shot. It's the apparel right here. Yeah. I don't know if right here, this money yeah. shot shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see that there. You can click the single, the link in my bio on the IG, your Facebook, so I am AD Green. But uh, that's one of the first joints that I dropped when I when I came home. Um, also, you got to come up with me and OG Dollar. Come up, that's a live little hit song. I also uh, I had got with some guys that's with uh, promote for the NBA, and they wanted to use my song as like kind of like a a backdrop for sports. So mm. you can click the link on my, like I said, on my IG, and you can go to that guy's uh, NBA Ballers, his name. You can go to his uh, his page, and it'll take you to, you hear my song playing uh, and some of Steph Curry's highlights. One. Yeah. So uh, I was blessed to you know, do that. Oh, also, the Hey, wait, wait. Before you continue, what what was the inspiration behind that? Was it the the art person who knows your sound and said that will go with the thing, or was that Corey saying, "Yo, I want this track on behind the song"? Yeah, there was a uh, the guy reached out to me and was just like, "Hey, man, I'm doing this and I'm doing that," and it was like, "Man, some of your music will go good with this." Some with some of the NBA players, cause you know NBA and hip hop mix. Yes. That's part of the culture. So it just basically that's how that came about. And he was like, oh, yeah, I like to promote you and, and put this on there. And now he was like, well, what artist you want to use? So I was like, hey, man, uh, I want you to use Steph Curry. Why? Because I actually got some balls and I was talking about Steph Curry. So, and that and just went hand in hand. It was right on point. Perfect. Uh, yeah, the name of the song is called Come Up, man. It's really a slept on song. But you can get on all major streaming sites, man. Me and OG Dollar, Come Up. And, uh, but the, the latest big yeah, single man. that's out, the latest big single that's out right now is me and Power Wall and 12 G's on the beat track. It's my track, but all my guys are on that track with me, man. And I was blessed to have them guys up. Uh, 12 G's do the beat. How uh, mm. wild to give me that feature. It's called Crawling on Gray, man. And Crawling on Gray is basically representing the culture. It's representing the culture of, of, of how we ride when we, we know when we are uh, in our rides, man, when our cars. So, Swing and buying. Yeah, you know, you know the culture, my man. So that's basically what that is, man. We were just representing. That, that that side of the culture, man, or and all. Definitely. Get ready to come together. Finish here do a video pretty soon. You know everything is with timing, man. But the single is doing pretty good. We need a little uh, push it a little more. Um, and uh, that's like one of my my best comeback songs right there. Yeah, I would I, I would most definitely agree. I would most definitely agree. And the sounds from Twelve G's on the beat. 
encompasses everything we've been talking about, about that, that golden era sounds um, with an update to it as well. Right, right. Um, with you and Paul Wall on there as well, I think um, that th that should definitely be, be, be doing some nice numbers. I will include a link below to the, um, to the track and there will be a link below um, to your IG page and all that there as well. Okay, yeah, man. Because we gotta, we gotta get that out there, man. People gotta be bumping that. Yeah, man. If you don't know what you're missing, I'm talking about. If you wanna know anything about the culture down south or the culture just in Texas, definitely gotta go get that track. That that that, that track right there paints a vivid picture of images of how the culture is in Texas and in Houston, man, as a whole, man. So make sure y'all get that. It's called Crawling on Great. Click his link and, and then go to the link in my bio, which is I am AD Green. And my link tree, you'll see all my songs and you can find Crawling on Great, man. Yeah, man, that's fire. That's, that's a hit right there, man. <laughs> that's right, bro. That's right, bro. Definitely, man. Yeah. And then you got the video coming, trust me. I mean, I guess the corona things kind of put a, um, a hold yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's another thing. The corona kind of slowed down a lot of process and progress, man, because uh, Paul want to shoot the video with me, but, you know, right now, it's, it's not really a good time to just be. Some people just, you know, they they, they, they don't give a damn. They're they out there, but you got to be very cautious. So I understand, man. Uh, Hopefully, you know, we can be patient and we can get everything together. I can be patient and get everything together in the right time to be able to uh, produce that and put that out, man. Because that's definitely, uh, it's overdue, man. So um, Yeah, and I think with the visuals, that, that will just take it overboard because once people see it, you know, because people these days, it's not necessarily hearing music, it's seeing the video first. And then when they see the video, it's like, shit, okay. Let me right, go. Right. Let me go check this out, my. Let me go see where we're going. Go on the old flipping, the old app, and this. You just listen to some more of this here, and then you got yourself a fan. So yeah, man, the visual arts is a must in 2020. I would 100% agree. Trustfully, we're gonna be in a, um, you know, most high willing. <laughs> we're gonna be in a better place, um, especially in the wilderness of North America post elections. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, man, don't go too deep, man. We won't lose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, most of this means some of the verbiage that that that, that is used. Um, the, the siblings know exactly what I'm talking about, so we ain't gonna lose them. Some of the new ones will be like wilderness of North America. What on earth could he be talking about? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, man. Uh, a free dome is a free man. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly, not freedom, free dome. Yeah, my, that's that that that's all part of the um. That's all part of the build. Um, this is all one of the reasons why we um, you know, we get artists, um, fighters, producers, people on to express and to free people's domes because through other people's experiences through other people's um lessons exactly. those jewels are put out there and one or two words or, or 10 minutes of this is gonna put that spark that light in those 12 people 
and then that ripple effect takes place. And that's what it's all about, man. It's putting it out there, man. We, 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 we can't be, um, it's, it's, it's allegedly according to the Gregorian calendar, 2020. According to the Julian calendar, it is 2012. Right. It's, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> you know. You know, you know, I see you know you're not a son. Definite, definite, King, definite. It's 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 worldwide, man. It's worldwide. I mean, I bet I bet a lot of people, especially who I've been interviewing recently, they've been very surprised to know that you know, little old UK is deep in that screw. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's not even just the screw. It's it's the knowledge in 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 its entirety. It's the culture. Yeah. You know. It's a beautiful thing, man. I can't wait to come out there, man, and just, you know, kick it with y'all out there, man. I know y'all been huge supporters of, you know, of our, of our culture, man, and we and we definitely thank y'all to uh, for embracing our culture and, and to uh, to learn and understand our culture. So it's definitely uh, appreciated, man. So. Honest, man. Y'all, y'all keep showing A.D. Green, love, and, and the rest of my uh, – my colleagues, man, my, my bros or whatever, man. It's not just about me, but it's just as a whole, man. I just want to thank y'all for, for supporting that, man. You don't got AD Green, anything to do with AD Green yet. Hopefully you will. And you continue to get my music, man, and support me, man. I thank y'all for that. Most definitely, man. Most definitely, sibling. Before we um before we chop, before we um we conclude the builds, is there Anything that you want to express or you want to build on? Well, uh, you know, uh, we was going to, to get into my story. I guess we can get into that another time. Or mm-hmm. like with you, we can do a part two. Or yeah, man. Yes, and I can really tell you about my story. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't came from to where I'm at today. Yeah. I got, a, I got a beautiful story, man, and, and the world needs to hear it. And, and I don't mind giving you that an interview, man, because I know it's going to move a lot of hearts and a lot of minds, and they need to hear it. So be tuned for the Age Green story, and we'll get into that, man. Uh, basically, man, I'm doing a lot of good things out here with this story. I just told you about I'm in the works of working a project together as far as like a movie, I mean, a, a book deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, come out with a movie. Yeah, that'd be uh, major. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're doing biographies and stuff right now, uh, just, you know, behind the scenes work and just, you know, about, about, about the story, man. For those don't know, for those that don't know, I'll give you a brief, this a little brief. A little ski uh, taste, man, a little ski taste. You know, uh, I'm one of the un, un, unsung heroes, man. And this age time, this, this culture down south, Texas, you know, at one point in the time, man, I was on top of my game. And I left the Swiss highs, became, uh, what am I always Swiss highs? I don't get that twisted. My always SHC. But when I started venturing, doing my other little thing, jumped in some other activities and got in the game, you know what the game brings. The game, the game, uh, the game brings, uh, more problem, more uh, be excited. The more money, more problems. So, mm-hmm. uh, I was on uh, one of those stories like the rise and fall stories. Mm. So, 
got a lot of calls, keep people trying to chime in. But yeah, uh, man. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, my rising fall school real briefly. I was on top of my game, man, and then one time, you know, uh, like I say, more money, more problems. Problems end up coming, and that problems end up uh, bringing me to a place where I never thought I'd be, which was the penitentiary. And uh, I had to find, I had to go through some struggles and, and wells in life to adapt. I had to be stripped of everything, almost like how you say, come back to North America. It's the same way in there in the system. Lose your dignity, you use your self-pride and, and try to take your integrity from you. And it's just you as your humanity as a whole, mm. as a human. So I had to face a corrupt system and pretty much got railroaded. And we already know how the system is when it's, when it's not really uh, for, our, for my kind and, and my color. Yes. Skin is my sin. Uh, I'm not saying that, I, you know, I'm just saying that I didn't receive a fair shot in justice, man. And by the grace of God, anyway, went through all of that. And uh, I was blessed years later, finding myself, getting the knowledge of self. I was, I was blessed to be able to get a 50-year sentence reversed after a couple of years doing my time in penitentiary for the first time. I was able to get that overturned and I was able to get a blessing. I was able to get out and be a free man again. So basically, man, uh, my story, it has to do with me losing everything was on the rise to the fall, you know, uh, the high power, you know, we know how we believe what, what I'm gonna say, but for me to have the knowledge of self and realizing that I was able to manifest yes. what I saw in the mind that can happen by believing. Some may call it God or whatever, but you know, the God in me. Mm -hmm. so, obtain and open the third eye and see that and get, receive my blessing until I manifest and got out, out of that situation. Well, uh, I got out, man, and, and, uh, and I was on my, I was on, I was back ambitious and doing a lot of great things and well, it just so happened, I had to face the corrupt system again, man, and I ended up getting a reduced sentence. So, uh, through it all, years later, four, 14 years, and those don't know, yeah, I've done 14 years in the penitentiary. We'll get into that next time, but I was able to be blessed to get that 50 year off me and get a reduced sentence to 20 years and got out March the 13th, man, and uh, been out here four and a half months, man, and I, and I, can't, I can't explain the feeling, man. I'm getting everything that's due and deserved to me. Mm -hmm. Music, it's almost like the story of Joe. Yes. Get everything back. So I'm basically just getting back what's already deserved me, you know. So it's a beautiful feeling, man, to be out here to uh, be a part of the movement again, be doing the music, see my bros, and just living life as, as a man, mm -hmm. period. You know, live my life and enjoying my life and 
and being around the ones that I love and joining with them, you know. So that's, that's all I want. That is life. That is living growth and developments, enjoying life with friends and familiar, um, opening up self, third eye first. That's right. Honor sibling, we will most definitely get into the story of A.D. Green for the part two. Um, have you had fun, sibling? Man, <laughs> I still ain't stop smiling yet, bro. <laughs> already, mate, already. One last question. One last question to see if you can get to see, to see where this takes us. Who are you, but don't tell me your name? Who am I? Yes. As like as a, as a, as, a, as a person or or, or how you what, what attributes it? attributes. Oh, okay. Speak. You want me to break down my mathematics? Yes. Okay. When I got into the knowledge of self and became God body, my attributes were given to me by a brother that born me, named uh. uh Born King Allah, right? Mm-hmm. And he called himself the Wizard. Uh, BD, he gave me the knowledge of self, took me to a, I was already introduced to it, but when I came all the way in and I was born, he got me to understand that, hey, your name is, is, is Adrian. This is my real name, right? Wayne. But also, I forgot to tell you this part of uh, uh, God about it. My, my, my brother, that was in the penitentiary used to write me. And so he was already kicking the Jews and the knowledge, but I wasn't ready to receive it yet. Yes. And he was real heavy with his wordplay and, his, and, his, and his, his whole mindset. So he was already seasoning me. Mm. So he already was kind of like giving me a name and I kind of like stood with that name. And uh, the, other, the other God body was all right with calling me my attributes, which is Allah divine. Give thanks. Allah divine, which means that I am the foundation. I am the sun, which is the foundation of the whole solar system. Everything that arounds me draws from me. So it starts with me. So Allah is here. God is here. So if God is here, you have to be able to shine your rays on the earth on the stars and everything that you come, other planets that you come around. So that's Allah right there. And the divine part is just basically I'm walking in harmony with what I'm supposed to be doing, my nature. I'm already divine. I'm already, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, if you believe the, uh, the Bible in the Quran, you know, it says that he is nearest to the juggler vein. So I'm just walking in my righteous nature. It's already in me so that's yes. what the body uh, so that's that's those are my attributes right there Give I break down, yes true indeed lord true indeed arm leg a leg a arm head yeah that's peace <laughs> it's been an excellent build really enjoyed it as i always do um Excellent surprise. Shock out the blue. I didn't know about the God body status. That, that's, uh, that's put a massive smile on my face. <laughs> Sibling. That's how the universe moves, God body. <laughs> you, you, you have to express that. Mm-hmm. Because 
lifestyle. Being a living mathematics is a lifestyle. So how can I not express my lifestyle, you know? Mm, yeah, man, definitely. Sure, indeed. Uh, One last, drop, um, drop all your social medias before we go. Okay, y'all. Like I say, man, it's been wonderful, man. I'm glad y'all have shown the love out there, man. Y'all continue to follow me on all the social media sites. Follow me on specifically the gram. My IG is I am AD Green. Lowercase, uh, I am AD Green. It's not case sensitive. Just put I am AD Green and I should pop up. You can follow me on the Facebook, Adrian Green. And, and you can see what I got going over there as well. The Twitter is I am AD Green. I don't really be on my Twitter like I should. Also, follow me on that YouTube. I got a YouTube. Subscribe my page. Get some of my music. See some of my interviews uh, on I Am 80 Green. Look, just click the link in my bio that, that my brother going to give you. And you can find me on my link tree, man. And it's going to tell you everything, man. So uh, make sure you go get that single crowding on Great Also, man, by me and Paul Wall. 12 G's on the beat, man. So, yeah. Already, man. Peace to the God. Peace, God, body, man. Thanks for taking the time to tune into CFR Network. If you enjoyed the content, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And if you ain't already, most definitely share. If you'd like to go that step further and to support the broadcast, go over to sbmentality.com and go get yourself some merch. And also go check out my sponsor over at Instagram, Supreme of the UK. Thank you for your continued support. <laughs>